Hey dudes, welcome to the Spin Podcast. I am Reggie Brown, and boy do I have a romantic Valentine's Day special for you guys. Today's episode is based around Panache's Valentine's Day Village of Love Planned Parenthood Benefit Show, and this episode was recorded at Panache Bookings HQ and the Terragram Ballroom in Los Angeles, California. Hi, this is Everything Everything. This is Roddy from Idlewell. You're listening to The Spin. You're listening to The Spin. Hi everybody, this is Juan Waters. This is Chassie. We are Napier. You're listening to The Spin. With Reggie. Alright, so, how do you want to start the story? (laughs) Hey there, welcome to The Spin Podcast. I am Reggie and this is episode 10. I can't believe it's been 10 episodes. It's insane. I feel like it's gone by so fast but also so slow at the same time since we've been putting out episodes maybe every month or so but we started this process two and a half years ago so it's it's been really fun I feel so privileged to be able to work alongside people that I absolutely love and respect creatively but also we've spoken to bands that are still active and touring putting out albums and if you're interested in discovering new artists or artists that you've never heard of before, I urge you to go to Spotify. Check us out under the Spin Podcast, where the podcast with the card, it looks like a Loteria card, and it has a vinyl in front, and it says the Spin. So go ahead and follow us, and you could keep up with what we're putting out, but also check out our discography, because I have so many artists there, and people that are influential within the indie alt music scene that I think you'd love to discover if you are listening to this right now. So if you want to find a new favorite band, go ahead and follow us and listen to the past episodes. And I am actually currently in a shack or a shed. I'm currently in Ontario, California. It's where my mom uh, lives. And I'm I'm going through this like weird transitional period because I'm awaiting my UK residency visa to arrive and it should be like the next month. It's been a long fucking process. Any American trying to move over to the UK, let me tell you, it has been such a long process. I mean, I guess it's all logistics and it kind of has to happen, but I'll be here in California for the next month. And the great thing is my mom has this like shack in the back where it's kind of insulated and the perfect place to record something. I almost feel like Mark Marin in his garage. But not really because it's like fucking Mark Marin, you know, he's a, he's a badass. <laughs> um, no, but it's really cool because I feel like I do get a little bit of space and a creative like little room to really work on these episodes. And this one in particular, I'm so excited about because this episode is revolved around this event that goes on annually for Valentine's Day. That's um, actually a benefit show for Planned Parenthood. So it's called Panache's annual valentine's day village of love plant parenthood of la benefit it happens in about four to five different cities throughout the states and the way that i discovered this event was last year i started recording this episode and i was trying to find something to do because my partner was out of town and to be honest i'm not a huge valentine's day fan i kind of think it's a bit cheesy i I mean if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do it music related or something so my friend ace and i we kind of didn't have any plans so i started researching to see what stuff we could do music related because she's a huge music fan as well and i ended up finding the village of love and the more i started digging in deeper with panache and the village of love i was just so intrigued and i really had to sit down and be like i need to interview 
Panache. I need to interview Michelle Cable, who is the owner of Panache. I need to interview someone from Planned Parenthood and really make an an episode about it because I feel like Planned Parenthood for me has been so necessary in my life. Growing up Catholic, Mexican as well, and a girl at that, we were taught to not speak about your period, don't speak about anything sex-related. You kind of just have to figure it out or stay a virgin until you get married. Um, At least that's what every Mexican parent wishes. Um, I do think this is just my personal opinion. I'm not saying that every Mexican family is like this, but I do think that things have changed. And I think uh, conversations within the Mexican culture have been opening up with sexual education. But for me, I kind of had to figure it out on my own. So Plant Parenthood was such a great organization because I got to learn a lot about STD checks, HIV checks birth control, different methods for birth control as well. So I feel like I'm forever indebted to Planned Parenthood because they've been so great with me and I didn't even need healthcare. They were my healthcare. So yeah, as soon as I found out an amazing lineup like Panache's Annual Valentine's Day Village of Love connected and benefiting Planned Parenthood and the people behind Panache, which are mostly all women actually, I just, I needed to make an episode about it. This was again recorded a year ago and we got to go over to Panache's HQ, which is located in Eagle Rock, Los Angeles. And the actual event was recorded as well at the Terragram Ballroom on Valentine's Day 2019. Who you'll hear next is Michelle Cable. And Michelle Cable is such a... She's such a badass. I actually interviewed her when she was organizing this event and having three different cities connected to the LA event as well. And she is the main agent and manager at Panache and the owner. So so seeing her deal with all this this amazing roster, I mean, the roster includes Amol and the Sniffers, Ezra Furman, the CIA, Gogs, Jess Cornelius, King Giz, Mac DeMarco, the OCs, the Murlocs. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Like she is just such a an impressive woman within the music industry. And the Village of Love has been going on for 10 plus years. But when Michelle moved over to LA, which was about, I think, four years ago, she brought over the Village of Love and every year has been doing really great in this specific year in the LA Village of Love it actually sold out as well but all the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood and it funds an entire day of healthcare at Planned Parenthood LA or New York um, but yeah at this year in specific they expanded to five different cities it's in LA San Francisco Brooklyn Chicago and Miami and there are still tickets available for the rest of them I know the LA one is sold out this year but for the rest of the cities You could go to eventbrite.com and there is still tickets available and every city has such a different, unique twist to the lineup and it's really beautiful because it's a night spent with what people would consider love music, whether it's sad love music, happy love music, um, angry love music. Basically, these artists cover love songs and it it is really special because you do get like a, a unique range of different songs from different artists and throughout the episode you'll hear interviews with sarah michelle the public affairs and communications manager of plant parenthood los angeles and artist debbie allen who usually does the posters every year for this um, event and she usually puts vulvas all over it's really beautiful and creative besides just an artist of course she's not just an artist she's an owner and founder of hissy fit clothing and she also owns a feminist witch collective boutique that's located in new york 
called Cult Party. And also throughout the episode, you'll be hearing snippets of the night's performances. You get a little bit of a sense of what this night feels like. So coming up, I have Michelle Cable's interview and I head over to Eagle Rock and stop by at the Panache headquarters. And they also actually share office space with another label slash management company called Spinning Top. And they're in charge of Tame Impala, a bunch of different really cool artists. It's really cool to see two amazing companies that are working alongside artists that are I respect so much working alongside each other. So Michelle, if you're hearing this, you're going to love it because it's like going back in time before you had baby Lauren. So, <laughs> so here we are chatting about what we can expect from an evening at the Village of Love. Okay, so um, who are you, what company do you work for, and where are we? Hi, my name is Michelle Cable, and I run a company called Panache Booking and another company called Panache Management. And uh, we're in L.A. right now at my office in Eagle Rock. And you're, you're 23 to 24 weeks pregnant. Congratulations. That's so beautiful. I get so excited seeing, like, glowing pregnant women. <laughs> Yeah, it's my first kid, and I'm very excited. We're carrying a little boy. But yeah, I think I'm 24 weeks tomorrow. 24 weeks, great. And I mean, I'm so impressed with the amount of music events that Paniche puts on. Am I pronouncing it right, Paniche? Uh, well, it's like a French word, so panache, panache. But a lot of people pronounce it in different ways. But um, panache is yeah, yeah the, the best way, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's okay. It's a common, a common thing. I actually like it pronounced panache. <laughs> yeah. It sounds more SoCal in a sense. Totally. <laughs> And um, again, I'm so impressed with the amount of music events you guys put together and also book tours and artists globally. Um, you also manage some of the artists and you're pregnant. How is it that you do everything? Well, I'm kind of always I've always been a workaholic and I love my job and the people I work with. So it doesn't feel like work, which is an added benefit to this. But I have a really good team of people, a good staff that work with me and a really supportive boyfriend. And so I manage and, um, you know. The winter was kind of a little slow, but now as we kick off the new year going into the spring, I'm definitely really busy, especially with this, you know, all the events we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm managing and, you know, it's exciting, yeah. you know, but a good team of people behind me always helps. What artists do you personally manage and book? Yeah, so uh, at Panache Management, I manage uh, five artists. I manage Mac DeMarco, Ty Siegel, I co-manage King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with uh, their drummer, Eric. I manage them mostly in North America. And then I also manage Rodrigo Amarante and Bane's World. And then I book book a few of those bands. I book Mac DeMarco and Ty Siegel and King Gizzard. And then also book uh, Bikini Kill, who I just picked up, the OCs and Ezra Furman, Amel and the Sniffers, and then we have a lot of artists on our roster that are booked by other colleagues of mine, um, Aldous Harding, Home Shake, Hand Habits, La Luz, um, a lot of bands. We probably have about like 100 to 125 artists on our roster, maybe more. <laughs> I'd have to check. <laughs> but, but there's a lot on there and a very diverse range of, of uh, musicians. And I've noticed your love of uh, Melburnian artists. Like King is on there. And we were talking about our, having... I had RVG in one of the episodes, and you mentioned that you loved yeah. RVG. How do you get that connection to Melbourne, Australia from L.A.? Well, I, th- I think the first time I went to Melbourne, I was with a Brazilian band I actually worked with, and they were flown over there for a conference, and I went with them. And 
I loved it there and fell in love with Australia in general. But then um, I used to do this thing when I wasn't as busy where I travel around to different countries and do conferences and talk on panels and be an international delegate. So I went to this conference called Big Sound in Melbourne probably two or three times. And that's where I met King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and then decided to bring them here. And then through that, I met a lot of their friends. And I'd also worked with other bands like the Twerps who are from Melbourne. And now that band disbanded, but we work with Martin Frawley from that band. But yeah, like our roster just kind of grew. And I really think Melbourne and Australia in general are really ahead of the curve when it comes to music and, you know, progression. And, you know, and then I made a lot of really great friends over there. And so we, I share an office with um, Spinning Top. And um, the, the staff at Spinning Top manage Tame Impala and Pond. And so, you know, we have a really great team of people in this one place. It's a really great creative space. But, you know, I think when you especially surround yourself with Australians, you kind of just learn more about Australian music and take on more. <laughs> it's kind of like a gold mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, Panache Booking is putting a really, really special, romantic kind of night of music and art together for Valentine's Day, the Village of Love. All the proceeds are going to Planned Parenthood. Can you tell us a bit about that night and what we should expect from the 14th? Yes. So on Valentine's Day, on February 14th, we're putting on an event in Los Angeles at the Teragram. And uh, I've actually been doing this event on Valentine's Day for probably almost a decade, but in New York first. And it's it's morphed from being a dance party for Planned Parenthood to being a concert. And then we try, kind of change it into a sort of review-style show where we showcase about 12 to 14 musicians. And I thought it'd be fun to have them play cover songs. And so a lot of the bands that are playing, instead of doing originals, are doing cover songs of their favorite love songs or just some of their favorite musicians. And um, so on um, Valentine's Day, if you were at the show, you'd see a lot of LA musicians playing covers, a lot of people doing collaborations. And then we also host a raffle where you can win a ton of fabulous prizes. I think we have prizes from like Fender, like guitars, amps, Sonos speakers. We have a lot of gift certificates to record stores and um, restaurants. And um, I think uh, acupuncture place donated cupping and we have a haircut from my favorite salon and uh, yeah so there's a lot of stuff and then someone a friend of mine who designs all the artwork that we've been using for the last several years she flies out and she'll like live um do watercolors of what your vulva might look like just like the aura the aura of your vulva which is fun girl or boy or pet um which is cool and she does that for charity and a friend of ours embroiders underwear and she'll sell them but so we're doing this event in LA and we're doing it in New York and we're doing it in Chicago and Detroit for the first time, too. So the f- rest of the folks on my staff have been organizing events in other cities as well. And we hope to make this more universal. And all the proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. And last year we raised, between the raffle and the concert, almost twenty grand for the L.A. Planned Parenthood, which is really amazing. Because I think in New York when we did it once, we raised twelve grand, I think, or ten grand. And the staff at the New York Planned Parenthood told me that the amount we raised in that one night pretty much funds... Uh, an entire day of um, Planned Parenthood for anyone that comes in from all six boroughs, which is pretty amazing to fund an entire day of health care for women and men and, um, you know, anyone that comes in. And how did the whole idea get started behind this certain event and it, all the proceeds going specifically to Planned Parenthood? Well, I love what I do, but, it, you know, it also is you're working in the entertainment industry. So I've always wanted to try to involve myself with charity work as much as I can. And a big way to do that is through, you know, organizing concerts with the people that you work with and using, you know, like my resources as tools to help other people. And so when I was in New York, a friend of mine, um, this DJ Jonathan Tobin from New York, who helps organize the New York one, 
we kind of decided it'd be fun to do an event for charity. And we were trying to do it as a more regular thing, like monthly, but it ended up being a yearly thing. And one of the organizations that has really been struggling over the last decade or so is Planned Parenthood. And as a and as a, a teenager, they were someone, they were a company that really helped me out and helped answer a lot of my questions. Mm-hmm. And some pl- a place that I went for a lot of answers throughout you know, my entire adolescence into adulthood. And so we both agreed that it would be a great charity to work with. But then we kind of picked Valentine's Day because, and I've been putting on events predating even these Planned Parenthood benefits on Valentine's Day because it's a weird holiday. You know, it's a, it's a day where if you're alone and single, you kind of feel left out yeah. and it can kind of be a sad day. And then even when you're in a relationship, you still kind of don't know what to do with yourself. And I feel like a lot of couples put too much expectation on it. Yeah, exactly. They fight, they bicker. And so we kind of decided to be cool to do it, an event on a day where, you know, it gives people, people somewhere to go. And it also makes you feel like you're supporting a really good cause because you are. And so it brings this sort of community together on a day that really is a silly holiday, you know, and a very commercial holiday. So, you know, and then, and then it kind of just stuck. And a lot of people like the idea of it. And I think a lot of people in New York, when we were doing it regularly there, would look forward to it. And in L.A., I think it's becoming a fixture as well. And a lot of the same musicians are playing it again each year and participating in different ways. And um, a lot of the businesses that supported us each year with donations for the raffle are always involved. And so, you know, it's just like a fun way to bring joy into an otherwise sometimes miserable or corny holiday. Yeah, awkward holiday. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, you know, I always want to do it on Valentine's Day, even if it's a Tuesday or Sunday or whatever. It's basically just like a celebration for everyone, whether it be single with a friend or in a relationship. So it's for everyone. Um, and now you guys have expanded it from L.A. to New York and Memphis. So we we did it in Memphis last year because or no, it was two years ago because my boyfriend actually was living in Memphis at the time and he moved here. So he organized one in Memphis for oh, me. Okay. But then we've always it started in New York, expanded to L.A. because I relocated here from New York probably almost four years ago. Oh. And then, uh, so New York and L.A. has been going on for three years in total. But I think we've been doing it in New York for almost a decade, maybe eight years. And then, so this year, instead of doing it in Memphis, we're doing one in Chicago and one in Detroit. So four cities this time around. And we've had opportunities to do it in other cities, but it does take a lot of organization and, you know, time. So it kind of depends on the amount of energy we have on our our team. But, you know, if, if other promoters at venues want to help organize one next year in a city you know i'm all, i'm game oh there we go put, put it out into the world to <laughs> to hear and um so since some of the artists are performing on on valentine's day and they're covering their favorite love songs um what is your favorite love song i'd love to hear this because I, you're surrounded by music i'm curious what your if you could cover if you were in a band you could cover a song what would it be i have a lot i don't know i, I have a lot of i love a lot of like music like Jonathan Richmond is someone I've really loved a lot and I can name so many of his songs but maybe it's not even really a love song but um maybe it's kind of more of a sad love song but uh I love What's the Matter Baby by Timmy Euro oh, okay. and I believe The Small Faces covered it too but it's it's kind of more of a tragic love song but it's it's really beautiful she's a singer from I believe the 50s mm-hmm. uh to check out Thank you so much. I will be there with my uh, best friend and we'll be there for the event and we're super excited. And again, congratulations for making, basically booking these amazing artists. And I get to go to a lot of these shows because of you. So thank you so much for having us here at your HQ, I guess, in LA. Thank you for having me. I'll see you at the event.
All right, so I think love is when you don't have to think when you're with that person and they don't complete you, but they add something valuable to your life. Love specifically? Um, hmm. I think that there is a lot of... There's a lot of ways that you could give love and receive love from 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 almost anybody. It depends on, on the situation. I think that if I had to put love into one definition, it would be the feeling of understanding that that person at that moment and that time appreciates you for who you are in that moment. You know what I mean? Because regardless of who it is, it could be your mother, a significant other, or just somebody that's like your friend that really appreciates you at that moment and really makes you know that, you know? In their small or big action, that's what I would say. Love is. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this is Rodrigo Amarante doing a special acoustic set. singer-songwriter Maya Valentine, Cornelia Moore.
Debbie Allen. Um, I've got a company called Hissy Fit. It's a feminist clothing and accessories company. And I also run a shop in Brooklyn called Cult Party, which is a feminist witch store. Um, <laughs> check it out. And yeah, I paint vulvas for uh, Michelle from Panache and Planned Parenthood. And I've been doing it. Me and Michelle have been working um, together on the Planned Parenthood event since maybe 2012, 11, for, for a while now um, in New York. And then the last two years, I've she's flown me out to L.A. to work with them, too. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I've done, like, I, we started painting vulvas, like, uh, two, three years ago or something. And it was kind of, we were, I was doing... Um, selling prints I was gathering a bunch of prints from artists for the event and selling them and then uh, we decided like I was like oh maybe we'll do like like draw portraits of people and we could you know do live portrait drawing and I you will be doing one of the live portrait drawings today is that I'm doing vulva portraits so I like to say that I can psychically intuit (laughs) what your vulva looks like and just and just like capture the essence of your vulva (laughs) You know, is your goth, is your vulva goth as fuck? I don't know. Maybe, like you'll say, beautiful. And um, I, I mean, I walked through the doors of the Terragram Ballroom and I noticed the vulva, and it was beautiful. But I noticed it because of the uh, poster that you've done for th- this specific event. What inspired this? The vulvas on this poster for this year. This year, I decided to go with a floral theme. <laughs> vulvas as flowers well i mean flowers are very like flowers and shells you know there's a lot of things in nature that are very um sensual and very vaginal so i was like oh i want to do like um because there's a lot of you know the flyer there's a lot of type in it and i was like what's a way to incorporate all the type and i was like oh, i'll do a border like a traditional like like flower border but instead of flowers i'll do vulvas and then the t-shirt i did for this year um for them is like based on a Picasso painting uh, for peace. It's like two people holding hands and then the flowers yeah. come out. So yeah, it's like very floral vaginal this year. <laughs> 
And what inspired and what's made you start drawing vulvas? When was the first time when you're like, okay, I could actually sell this and market it as like a business? It was like, so we did, so we were doing the prints and then like, um, I was going to do the portrait and then we were, I had done like a flyer for one of the Planned Parenthood events and I don't even think it was a Valentine's Day one. I think Michelle was doing another Planned Parenthood event. And I was, um, and we were kind of joking back and forth, like, oh my God, because the vulvas I did on the flyer, everyone loved. And people were coming to the booth, like, do you have any prints of that poster with all the vulvas? And I was like, I was like, I don't, but like, and we were like, maybe we should do vulva portraits and like start painting them for people. And like, it kind of started like that as kind of a joke. And then we were like, no, let's, let's do this. And then we started, and I started um, painting them that year, and it really took off. I actually, like, one guy came up to me, and he had a picture of his wife, the baby crowning of his wife giving birth, and was like, can you paint this? And I was like, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I would love to paint and, like, people ask, like, for different things. Like, a guy last year wanted a picture. Oh, no, this was another event I was doing, but it was for... It was, was it? Yeah, it was for Planned Parenthood too, but um, a guy wanted a picture for his son of like a train and like a cat on a train or something. And I was like, sure, I'll do a cat on a train for you. <laughs> Beautiful. So what kind of vulva am I, is my aura telling you? I'm, I'm curious. Just by looking at me and spending a few minutes with me, what kind of vulva do I scream out? I would say the colors that I... I like to start colors first. There's definitely um, color aura magic that you can do. And I would say I would go, like, with some, like, burnt oranges and greens and kind of have, like, earthy but sparkly, you know, like, rhinestone cowgirl vibe. Like, yeah. You got it right on the money. I feel like I I was born a cowgirl. I mean, the, I mean, I wasn't, but I like to think I am, you know? And what kind of vulva are you? Me? Oh, my God. I think I'm a rainbow. I would say I'm either, like, I, I'm, like, a, a witchy rainbow, maybe. Or, like, yeah, with maybe cat ears. I don't know. Like, a witchy rainbow cat. That would, I think that's, that would be me. Yeah. So, where can people find your beautiful vulvas for art? Um, at, well, you can go to, I like also make um, t-shirts, vulva t-shirts and vulva pins that um, I sell through my website and 20% goes to Planned Parenthood and it's um, Hissy Fit Cult with a V on Instagram and on, on the interwebs everywhere. It's like Hissy Fit Cult, but Cult with a V, which is really annoying, but <laughs> yeah. uh, stupid. In that retrospect, I would just do a regular you, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, online, Instagram, all that cult party, NYC to the shop. If you're in New York, come check it out. Um, we're in Bushwick off the Montrose L and, um, yeah. And, um, since tonight is spent with a lot of musicians, uh, covering beautiful love songs, what is your ultimate favorite love song? Oh my God. I love, I love see a love. Sea of Love. Sea of Love. Sea of Love. I love that song. I also love, and I don't know if it's really a love song, but I think of it as a love song. It's like um, Dream Baby Dream. I love that song. Um, I've got like a thousand favorite (laughs) love songs. Um, 
Yeah, but I would say those two. Okay. Yeah. That's the beauty about love. Everyone has a different perception of what love yeah. really is. And sometimes those songs, I have a few songs that I'm like, that's a bit depressing. But I think that's what love really is sometimes. I love sad songs. <laughs> like, I, I've. I dream of having a sad um, DJ night, a sad country music oh, DJ yes. night oh. that like makes people cry, and it's like at a dive bar where it's excuse like, me, this cowgirl will join. <laughs> Thank you very much if you put that together. <laughs> I totally want. I've been wanting to do it for a while, and I still have it. And now my new passion with music is I'm obsessed with making um, these playlists that are like Christian psych rock yeah. and um, <laughs> and like cult leaders, and then like Rocky Erickson's album when he thought he was the devil. Like weird like psych rock but like really like very like religious or like like that kind of orientation they put out such cults and religions put out such good music because they yeah. really believe it yeah it's very like it's very tough i believe it yeah <laughs> all right well thank you so much for taking the time and hanging out and um yeah i hope you do well today <laughs> see you later nice meeting you yeah you too and comes automatically but it's also where you have to make wise decisions so part of it is a choice and part of it is a feeling that comes automatically I guess yeah um, okay I think that love is when you're able to sacrifice yourself in order for the other person hmm love 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 so to me love is home pretty much so love is when you feel at home with that person love is when you feel happy near that person love is when love is definitely communication and understanding and love is Love. Performing next is Bane's World covering a very sexy Valentine's Day song.
Okay, so I'm currently sitting at the bar at the Terragram Room, and I'm sitting here with... I'm Sarah Mitchell, and I'm with Planned Parenthood Los Angeles. Great, and um, you guys are a huge part with uh, the uh, Village of Love and Panache Booking. Um, I was curious how this relationship got started and how Panache wanted to help Planned Parenthood out. How did the, the relationship start and form? So uh, the relationship is older than um, my relationship with Planned Parenthood, technically. This is the sixth year that this concert has been a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood Los Angeles. And, um, you know, um, it's it's one of the largest fundraisers that we have that third parties do, that outside groups do uh, to support Planned Parenthood Los Angeles. And, um, you know, it's this kind of... Uh, support from Angelinos that allows Planned Parenthood Los Angeles to continue to provide critical care and sexual health education to people in Los Angeles County every single year. Beautiful. And um, being a conservative, like I kind of grew up in a very conservative, like Mexican, don't talk about sex. You'll figure it out when you get older. And the way I found out about Planned Parenthood was actually through uh, my school because I wanted to get tested and I wanted to get birth control because I wanted to be careful and just make sure that everything was okay but talking to the family was not an option so friends and my school actually suggested Planned Parenthood and that's how I formed my relationship and I have such a deep appreciation for everything that Planned Parenthood did for me personally but what they do just for women mostly and for I mean the rest of the states in general how is it that you started your relationship with Planned Parenthood I'd love to know yeah. I, I also I started as a patient. I grew up in Virginia and was extremely privileged that I always had private health insurance and I had amazing sex ed in my school, which is pretty unheard of. <laughs> and I had really, um, you know, great communication with my parents, good communication with my partners. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of in this bubble thinking that this was the norm. And then I moved to Los Angeles and I was in between health insurances, between jobs. And it was in the one month period that I didn't have health insurance that I realized that my period was two weeks late, which was super unheard of for me. And so I was really worried that I was pregnant and I emailed my boyfriend who was back East and said, Hey, I'm going to Planned Parenthood. And I knew, you know, I knew I could go to a CVS or something and, and get a a pregnancy test but the thought of sitting in my unfurnished cold lonely apartment and waiting to see if I was pregnant uh, sounded terrible and you know again I'd always had insurance but and I didn't know what to do at first but then I knew Planned Parenthood was this thing that does exist and I know people who went to Planned Parenthood and so and and really that is sort of what the story the underlying story is for so many people is um, they don't necessarily realize what Planned Parenthood does, the full scope of what Planned Parenthood does, but they do know that in that moment when they needed Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood was there for them. Yeah. And what would you tell the person that is a little scared and maybe is a little bit young and is, is scared to come by because it's such a taboo su- subject, uh, birth control, everything, STD checks, it is such a taboo subject. What would you tell them if they could hear this now? 
I think, you know, uh, the the clinicians at a Planned Parenthood and especially, you know, and at Planned Parenthood Los Angeles are professionals. They are healthcare providers. They have had this conversation before, um, you know, and I, I, I know that every patient, one of the words that when I talk to a patient, one of the words that they always use is they're so non-judgmental and, uh, you know, they just listened to me and, and gave me all the information and let me make my own decision. And I think that that's kind of an underlying theme we see from teens who have Planned Parenthood Los Angeles educators who are at their schools giving them information and letting them ask those questions that they're too afraid to ask their parents or friends and family or to the clinicians who are in the health centers who are listening and being able to provide you know the right accurate information about whatever your situation is. And what are some of the services that Planned Parenthood provides most of them free which is incredible Um, and how can people sign up if they are interested yeah so uh, Planned Parenthood Los Angeles offers uh, birth control SCI testing and treatment cancer screenings um, counseling and education Uh, we offer prenatal care in our South LA and Antelope Valley Health Centers we offer PEP and PrEP which is HIV uh, prevention medicine in all of the health centers now and um, and you know We have a call center, and you can just call the number for Planned Parenthood Los Angeles, and they'll listen to what you need, what questions you have, and they're able to direct you to um, making an appointment or finding out if your health insurance um, or what your insurance situation is, how we can make sure that Planned Parenthood can be there for you. And what's the one stigma that you would want to kind of throw out the window that you think that Planned Parenthood gets and that you would kind of want to change their mind in a sense or open up their mind. One of the great things about the state of California is that uh, the state of California has really invested and um, found important reproductive health care and access to reproductive health care. One of the great things about California is that the state really respects and prioritizes and invests in reproductive health care regardless of your immigration status, regardless of your age. And so I think one of the misconceptions is people think that they have to be under a certain program or have a certain insurance or, um, you know, that they have to have their parents sign off on them to be able to um, go to a Planned Parenthood. And the truth is that um, Planned Parenthood uh, provides confidential health care for any Californian, undocumented Californians. Um, Minors are able to come and get confidential health care. And so I just think every person should be able to just make a call to their nearest Planned Parenthood and they'll be able to help them figure out the best way for them to be able to get access to reproductive health care through Planned Parenthood. Okay, well, um, since today is an event where artists cover love songs, what is your one of your favorite love songs, do you think? That just really touches your soul every time that you listen to it and you're just like, oh, that's such a fucking good song. <laughs> So embarrassed? No, I'm not even embarrassed. I am a huge Swifty, and Taylor Swift's "All Too Well" is a heartbreaking song, but it is one of my favorite songs of all time. And then, of course, uh, right now, all I'm listening to on repeat is Ariana Grande's "Thank You Next" album. <laughs> so I, I love everyone's different perception of love. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me and informing me about... I just learned new stuff about Planned Parenthood, so I really appreciate your time, okay? Yeah.
Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Next up is Dent May performing at the Terragram Ballroom at the Village of Love. A huge, huge thank you to Michelle from Panache for letting us do this beautiful episode and for Debbie Allen, Sarah from Planned Parenthood. You guys were absolutely lovely to work with and this was just an amazing episode to do all together and all ladies. I love the um, conversations that we got to have together. And also, I really wanted to thank all the concert goers and the people that helped me put together kind of these um, what you think love is moments it was truly so beautiful to ask such a vulnerable question and people answer so honestly it made the episode that much more stronger and more emotional and really just genuinely beautiful the music you heard throughout the episode was provided by Dent May Rodrigo Amarante and Bane's World who you could easily find on Spotify so go ahead and check them out they have loads of music out there and tickets are still left for New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and Miami for this year. So get more information at panacherock.com. That's P-A-N-A-C-H-E rock.com. And I just genuinely wanted to say in a world that sometimes feels like it's full of hate. And I feel like all over the world, we're kind of experiencing this kind of like really negative backlash. I just, I, all I want to say is spread that fucking love that you got. I feel like that shit travels farther than all this negativity that's going on lately. And know that love overpowers hate any day. Anyway, I'm signing off to my favorite love song, Reckless Eric, Whole Wide World. And a happy Valentine's Day to the loveliest, sweetest British boy I've ever met. Um, he's about, I want to say, 6,000 miles away from me. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. And happy Valentine's Day to all you sweeties, okay? And I'll see you later. See you. No rush. I don't know if you know, but this is for like a podcast. You can always edit it out. Oh, yeah, cool. Does it need to be this close to my face? It sounds really nice when it's like at a 45 degree angle. So, right. yes. Um.
what do you think love is? Absolutely mean anything. The love you have for tea. I mean, for fuck's sake. How many cups did we drink today? Yeah, but that's just appreciating, isn't it? That's not like love. Like, I love coffee. It's like saying, what does, what is happy? Yeah. But everyone has their own. Like, what? But, like, loving something is different than okay, what about something you? making you happy, I think. Because love doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be happy. Yeah. Love is, love's almost like more primal than happy or sad. It's something beneath happy and sad that controls both emotions. Mm-hmm. It is a deeper, more elemental feeling because it makes you both happy and sad. I just had a crazy thought before I go into bed. Um, it's 11.42, Valentine's Day. How many people are having sex at this very second right now? Too many, not too.